looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Welcome to Make It Clear. I am so glad you could be with us today. My name is Stan Pons. I'm the Bible teacher and the host, and I'm so glad for all of our listeners and watchers that can be a part of our wonderful ministry at Make It Clear at makeitclear.org. From time to time, we bring in special guests that I believe have a message that they can share with you for inspiration, information, encouragement, and hopefully transformation. And today is that day. Now, this is an unusual time because I'm bringing together what we might call an army of actors and people that have been involved in the film industry for a very special film that Make It Clear has now produced. The name of that film is called Traffic, and it's all about human trafficking, especially with those that are so helpless, not only in America, but around the world. And we're going to talk a lot about that in today's broadcast, but I want to especially welcome to our program today, Doug Stroop. Doug Stroop is the senior director of all of what we do with Make It Clear Studio, which is an arm of Make It Clear Ministries. So, Doug, welcome, and tell us a little bit about how this idea of doing a film on traffic came to you. Sure, I'd be glad to. Thank you, Stan, for hosting this. Uh, We've got important messages that we have to get out there. And so just to keep this short and sweet, we're doing a series called The Bible Says, and in that we are addressing some very difficult issues, right? That are uh, the target market, if you will, is middle and high school students. And so in that, and I, I just pray and ask the Lord, what are the topics, the issues that he wants us to address? Because film is a very powerful way to get messages out there to just masses of people. It, it's just a wonderful avenue to do that. And so as I've been praying through that, we did a film on bullying, right? We've done them on lying and cheating and vaping and all all kinds of different things. We're doing them on drug addiction and peer pressure, on and on and on, and the things uh, that our young people are dealing with today. And in that, Stan, God impressed upon my heart that this issue of human trafficking is a major, major issue. It's going on right under our noses, and we are doing this film and, and releasing this so that we can educate the viewers, so that we can raise awareness so that people are, are more aware and, and understanding of what's going on around them and to help rescue those that are living this nightmare and then also to help keep others from being uh, kidnapped, if you will, and taken, you know, and drawn into, enticed into this nightmare that so many of our young people are living in right now. So it's a message that has to get out there and we can make a difference by doing and producing this film. It really is true. The latest statistics from AP says that it's a $150 billion business annually. There's over 40 million people trafficked globally and over 325,000 victims in the U.S. alone. Now, even though we have those statistics, how can we really know how accurate they are? We can generally assume that those statistics are much higher than what we can actually document. So that means all around us, human trafficking can be taking place. In fact, if I remember correctly, while you were filming this, they found within 30 miles away, 30 children that were already locked up and being trafficked, and they were rescued. Is that not true? Yes, that is true. We obviously were not aware of that when God puts all the timing together and the 
you know, the casting crew and the locations, and we were set and ready to, to begin filming. That story hit the news here locally and, and I'm sure around the country that all of those children, young boys and girls, were found in a trailer just within 30 minutes of our location where we were filming this, right when we were starting to film it. And it was proof that this is going on everywhere. And we have to say something, right? We have to do what we can do to make a difference to put an end to it. That's true. Now, on our program today, we have many of the actors and those that were involved in this. And I'd like us to meet these folks. These are folks that really have a heart turned toward the Lord. They love other people, but they also believe in the whole issue of human trafficking and how it needs to be stopped, eliminated if they can even do that. And so I want to begin with Annabelle Collins. Annabelle, tell us a little bit about what role you played in our trafficked movie. I am Annabelle Collins, and I played the role of Anna Davis, the girl who was trafficked in the film. I was really excited when I got this audition and the opportunity to be in this because it's something I'm really passionate about. But it was also really nerve-wracking because I wanted to make sure that I brought what needed to be brought so that people could feel the like how important and wrong this is. And I was really excited that I got to do this, but also kind of nervous. But I think it worked, went really well, and I'm so excited to see traffic. Well, Annabelle, I have to tell you that when I was watching this, as I was seeing the first, uh, I guess, draft or whatever they call it, I was watching you being snatched up off that bench. And when I did, I felt like I wanted to jump right through the screen to grab you to keep you from being trafficked at that time. I know that the Lord has given you great talent and you want to use it for the Lord. But, you know, when you played that part, you played it like a true professional. But I don't believe it was just the acting skills that kept you going. I believe that inside you beats a heart that is really, really very much concerned about trafficking. Uh, tell me a little bit more about what made it so much important for you to be able to play that part of the gal that was being trafficked. Well, social trafficking has always been a passion of mine, like to help bring awareness and help stop it. And so as soon as I heard this, I knew that God put me in this position and that I needed to do this because I knew that I could try and bring, put forth my best foot and just try and like blow everyone away and just show how important it is, I guess. When you were finally rescued, one of those rescuers that had a big part in your life of being rescued on screen was Stephanie Parker. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your role and how it was for you to play the role of the rescuer, because you did it as if you were really rescuing Annabelle. Well, this is, it's very close to my heart. So this is something that um, I, I lead a ladies Bible study and one in three women are sexually abused at some point. There is a much bigger world than just trafficking. And it kind of starts with there's, it affects more women than we even realize for me, like seeing God spiritually free and rescue some of these women in my Bible study, it puts an even heavier weight on wanting to bring light to this issue because it just is so devastating. I've seen that just the years and years people live with, with the hurt and the captivity that is involved with the sin associated with sex trafficking and, and sexual abuse, for example. And so just to be able to be part of the rescue plan for this girl. And I was just so humbled to even be asked. I thought that was such an incredible God thing. I was having my quiet time one morning. I remember it like it was yesterday. 
And I was having my quiet time one morning and I was listening to the song, The Blessing, just asking God to shut the door to acting if this wasn't his will, open it if he wanted me to continue to move forward. And like, I get a message that interrupted my song that I was worshiping, worshiping the Lord to. And, and it's from Doug. And he's like, I think God has laid a part on, on my heart for you to play. And yeah. it's the rescuer for this girl that has been captured in this, the sex trade. And I was just like, I just lost it. You know, I'm like, thank you, Lord. So it was such a cool God moment and such an incredible blessing to be part of this group of people that just want to honor God with their gifts and be able to rescue those. I mean, ultimately, our call as believers is to make disciples. And part of making disciples is is finding freedom, you know, for freedom, Christ has set us free. And so there is freedom from sin, freedom from this, this sex trade is really it starts with sin. And so if we can really bring light to that in media through media it's a powerful tool to really hopefully stop some of this horrible sin that has kind of taken over our country and our world well thank you so much for sharing that i really appreciate it in case you just tuned in you're listening to make it clear my name is stan pons and i'm your host and today we have the actors that were involved in a film that we released very soon the film is called traffic it's on human trafficking no it's not one of those where a speaker speaks and there happens to be a powerpoint behind him this is a high level drama on what's going on in trafficking today but it also also has the message of Christ, because in reality, you're going to find that everybody's trafficked necessarily by Satan. They have their shame, pain, chains, all these things going on, and only the Lord Jesus Christ can release them from that. But physically speaking, there is trafficking going on. And when that happens, it's not just where a body is taken. There's an emotional upheaval that perhaps that victim can never get over. And then you attach it to a family. You attach it to life. You attach it to every part of that person who is trafficked. Well, the good news in this particular movie of traffic is that the traffic was then captured. And so with us, we have the prosecutor and the defense attorney that was involved in dealing with this issue with that special gal that was trafficked. So let me first of all speak for a moment to you, Brad Stein. You had to play the defense attorney. You had to defend somebody who was a trafficker and you were trying to provide good legal assistance. But yet I'm sure inside of you, you were conflicted as an actor in playing that part, but also as the person. So talk to me, how was it to be able to be as convincing as you tried to be to get this guy off or at least to reduce sentence? Well, I think that one thing that you're taught when you're uh, an actor and act, if you're studying acting is that when you're playing a part, you can't kind of judge the character because no matter who you're playing, uh, they think they're good. They think they're right. They think they're, I mean, if you're playing Hitler, he didn't sit there and think, oh, I'm a miserable human being. He thought he was doing good things. He was evil. Mm -hmm. He was was completely controlled by uh, evil forces. But that's what self-delusion is. When you, listen, we're all designed to worship God. But once we remove God from this place he belongs, you're going to replace that with something else. You're going to worship something yourself, the culture, the state, uh, whatever it is. And so in this case, there's people in this nation and around the world, and this is a human condition. This isn't something that just popped up in the last 20 years that worship power, that worship their own desires, their own uh, base nature. And so my purpose as an actor in that particular case 
was to be as authentic to my point of view as I could be, because people who watch a film, I mean, all great movies are really telling God's story over and over again. There's, there's a hero, there's the evil one, there's corruption and hopefully redemption. That's God's story. And it's throughout films, throughout all history or through plays or however humans have used drama to indicate to the humans, the human condition. So I was trying to portray as authentically and as committed to my purpose, which is to get this guy off. I mean, that's how bad, by the way, uh, the justice system has become. They're more concerned about the sort of technical elements of the law than they are guilt and innocence. A defense attorney's job is to get that guy off. And even if that guy is guilty, they feel they've done something good because I gave him his 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 rights. And that's where, as a culture, you can lose your moral compass. Uh, there comes a point where you have to stand up for some grander good. And so in this case, for this drama to work. And let me tell you something. I've been a professional comic for 30 years in the Christian well, I first started out in comedy clubs, but but always been a Christian and in the Christian community and in films and so forth and so on. And we haven't had the greatest track record, honestly, of, of making films that are gritty, that are real, that are authentic, that really tell stories that people have to deal with. And it's funny to me because as concerned as sometimes people have been in the past about making Christian films or trying to, I don't know, uh, water them down so somebody doesn't get offended. I'm thinking, have you ever read your Bible? Have you ever read? <laughs> you ever read if I came to a to a Christian film producer and said, "I got a great Christian movie. This guy's really popular. He's a voyeur. He watches women take baths together. Then he has sex with them." But then he kills their husband. But it's a beautiful Christian movie. They're going to go. <laughs> I'm a lunatic. And of course, I'm talking about David. I'm talking, David, you know, the Bible has stories of incest, of murder, of genocide, of terrible things. And God Almighty felt those stories needed to be told. So this is where we're at. This story of sex trafficking needs to be told because it's happening. It's horrific. And if you aren't able to communicate to people what's going on, and I'm telling I'm talking to the Christian community, you bury your heads in the sand. It's easier to go to church, throw a few bucks in a tithe or into some mission statement and go home. It doesn't work like that anymore. If we have learned anything in the United States in the last number of years, there's no more time for this wishy-washy Christianity. And there's too much at stake right now. So I wanted you to feel so appalled that there's people in this earth that would defend this kind of horror that it forced you to have to deal with that uh, existentially. That's our job as actors. Well, I have to tell you, Brett, you did a great job because I was really thinking, oh, we got to get this guy. How could he ever do this? And I mean, you convinced me. You did a great job. But at the end of the day, we still cheered for the prosecutor. Yeah. And so I want to hear about the prosecutor and how it was for him. He probably almost had the easiest part of all of this because he could really let it go, you know, and make it happen. So let's take for a moment right here. And I'd like to hear from Cameron Arnett, a very accomplished actor like many of these others that are with us today. But Cameron, tell us now about you. You playing the prosecutor, was that an easy position for you to play? Well, you know, first of all, it was great being able to play uh, opposite Brad because he plays Slimy so well. (laughs) 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 You know, Brad is a great guy and we we had some great conversations. Um, You know, when you talk about ease, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that 
Um, my wife and I, we've done a lot of work with the pro-life movement uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia, for years. Uh, dealing with them, there are certain things that we came across that made this even more, you know, crucial for us. And we started a foundation called Saving Destinies because of that. Because, you know, when you look at scripture and you correlate all this trafficking with, with scripture, you see that Satan wanted to kill destinies. He wa- There was something that God was doing in the earth realm, and he had to send a body, he had to send a person to do it through. And so Satan wanted to make sure that he snuffed out whatever life that that he could that could keep that purpose from being fulfilled. It's like, you know, when we deal with Jeremiah before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and appointed you, called you. Uh, and so every person, uh, boy, girl, you name it, um, God has a purpose for them and placed them, you know, on earth. And so whatever Satan has to do to stifle, to kill, to thwart, to get rid of that purpose so that God's plan is kept at bay is what he does. And so this is very, very uh, passionate thing for us. And uh, the ease of doing it is in that we know that we are a part of doing the will of God and making sure that people understand what's going on and that they take part in being the solution to it. I think the 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 hardness of doing it is that you have to face even as a Christian, the harsh reality that this is going on, you know, right, you know, next door. So even while we're taking a look at a fictitious perspective of how we put this together and putting that scenario on her being snatched and everything else, but it is a reality in other people's lives. And so even though it's easy to do from the perspective of understanding that we are part of solution and that's what God has called us to, but the harsh reality of it, um, that Satan is that insidious that he, like Brad said, you know, people are even thinking that they're doing something good mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. by uh, defending it mm-hmm. is being in the midst of that is difficult, you know, as, as a human, as an actor uh, dealing with it. But um, again, I, I, I give praise to God and I thank, you know, uh, Doug for putting it together and for putting this cast together mm-hmm. to be a, able to, to, to tackle this. Well, we're, we're extremely grateful to be a part of it. I'm glad you, sh- you share that with us, especially about the destiny part, that that's a part of your life. We adopted two boys when they were seven years old and 10 years old. They're half brothers. But when we brought them into the house and we had some serious conversations with them, one of the things we told them was this, is that you have destiny, that you are in the mind of God before you were ever placed in your mother's womb. You're on God's drawing board. And so you have purpose, you have destiny. And even what you have gone through and to where you are today, you have destiny. And that means you have a purpose to stay alive and you have a purpose to live with that aliveness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that brings us full circle back into human trafficking. These aren't just uh, animals that are being trafficked. These are human beings made in the image of God that often are, if not innocent, they are weak to the traffickers. And so when they're taken and snatched like that. It's a horrific thing that happens to them. But even with that, the Lord can still provide them a destiny beyond it. But human trafficking really has been going on (laughs) way back to the garden, we could say, that there's been trafficking going on. And you folks that are on now, you know what I'm saying, even below the surface here. That's been happening everywhere today. And I'm glad now that there seems to be a greater awareness that's being broadcast. It's hard for us to go into an interstate rest stop without seeing pictures of, of people, children, Children, young people that have been snatched up wherever from wherever and wondering where are they today and the most heartbreaking part about it it talks about how long ago they were snatched and who knows where they are and so i'm glad that there's a movement and i'm glad you folks chose to be a part of this human trafficking movie that we put together and so i'm grateful for that 
Well, now let's move over to you, BJ, for just a moment. As I was watching this, it was like you were the seasoned actor up there. I mean, you brought dignity, you know, you brought power to this, you know, and I really enjoyed what you had to say. But being a, perhaps a, a little more mature than the rest of us, I'll say it that way. I'm sure that this has really been a part of your life with destiny and human trafficking. And you're the judge. Tell us how this movie, the script, your part and this whole issue of trafficking has affected you. You know, as my husband said, you know, God birthed in our hearts, saving destinies. Mm -hmm. And throughout our marriage and our ministry, we've come in contact with young people who have been trafficked. Mm -hmm. I've been teaching for a very long time. And somewhere in the 90s, I met two young ladies who admitted that they had been trafficked. And I spent a lot of time in their faces and praying with them and talking to them and just listening, really listening. We don't recognize what's going on sometime in our own home, around the corner, in our churches. There, Every child is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Every young person is vulnerable. And I sat with these two young ladies for, I can't even tell you how long. And one young lady returned to trafficking because Mm -hmm. she was so young when she was snatched. She did not even understand what life with her family was like. Now, that is what Saving Destinies is about. It's about pulling them back in to real family, real understanding, and the love of God. Not just saying, let's get you out of the trafficking situation, but let's get you further than that. Mm -hmm. Let's get you restored. Let's get life back into you. Sitting there as the judge, I wanted to leap across that table. I just need to tell you, Brad, I'm not. Mm, you're not but I just not then. It was it was so emotional for me. Like you know, when when it wasn't my time, I was like, good because I need to wipe this away because I'm upset. But it, you know, it was highly emotional, and you know, just to be able to see this whole team come together and the and the what God has done in order to tell the story was so gratifying. And and I was just happy to be a part. And it's always a happy moment for me when I get to see my husband's work, but then to be uh, alongside him in the project was really, really super cool. So I I can't thank Doug enough for saying, Oh, okay, let's do this. (laughs) You know, folks that are listening right now, I, I like you to just think for a moment, you can only maybe imagine human trafficking out there. You can try to put yourself in it. What it'd be like to be trafficked, et cetera. You know, you have a little inkling of it. Have you ever been traveling somewhere and you got lost for a moment? You know, your, your yes. GPS is wrong and all of a sudden, where am I? Or here you are in a mall and you're lost or this has really happened to all of us. I think they move my car when I'm at Costco because I can't find it. <laughs> I feel kind of lost, all right? We have been there. Yeah. <laughs> right. But see, that little moment is nothing compared to that young person who is snatched away even if they followed the leader of that uh, snatcher, we'll call it, they still have that moment when they feel hopeless and helpless at that time of being gone. And then to see them being passed from person to person or monster to monster, how that must feel inside of them where they're so lost. Now they don't even know how to get back and how to fix all of this. And they try to make something bad work for them. And it's just not working. And folks, while you're listening to me right now, 
there is a young person being snatched. Mm -hmm. There is someone today who is being sold or even rented to other people to do all sorts of nefarious things. And that's why this film, Traffic, needs to be not only done, but it needs to be heard watched and the truths and the understanding and the pathos of all of that needs to be owned inside of our heart. And then we need to ask God, what is our destiny with the destiny of others? Mm -hmm. What can we do to help them? What can we do to be a part of the solution, no matter the cost? And I hope we'd be a part of that. Well, folks, we're at the end of today's edition of Make It Clear, and I want you to know that we're going to carry this over into part two, and you want to be a part of that because we want to talk a little bit more about human trafficking and perhaps what are some of the solutions that we could begin to bring to the table to help people in all areas of that whole industry. You've been listening to Stan Pons Make It Clear with our special friends from the movie called Traffic. Get people involved in seeing this so that they, too, can be better alerted, yes, better prepared to help those that are out there that are so vulnerable to being trafficked. Again, I want to thank you for being with us. If you have any questions, you can write us at tellmemore at makeitclear.org or go to makeitclear.org. And you can go to all of our links on that, that you can know more about what we're doing. Folks, I want to thank all of you that are with us today on today's broadcast. Thank you for being with us. And we're looking forward to our next program. God bless y'all. And remember, make it clear. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. We'll be right back.